Hello and welcome to PostgreSFM, a weekly show about all things PostgreSQL. I'm Michael, founder of PG Mustard, and this is my co-host Nikolai, founder of Postgres AI. Hey Nikolai, what are we talking about today? Hi Michael, let's talk about materialized views, skipping regular views. Or you want to talk about them both? Well, I was most keen to talk about materialized views, but it's difficult to define them, I guess, without mentioning views at some point. And the, and the rule system. Yeah. Right. Regular views are also interesting. They have also interesting things to discuss, right? So yeah, let's let's uh, focus on materialized views, but briefly touch regular views. And as usual, let's start from very simple things uh, and definitions for those who are not really familiar with views views system in Postgres, and uh, then try to dive into deeper topics and future maybe a little bit. Sounds good. So. I, I guess let's even go back. Let's think about tables relations in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we have ways of storing data in Postgres. We have tables, uh, which hopefully everybody's familiar with, and then views, which are kind of a virtual table. So we can set up a query that uh, queries tables, or yeah, let's stick to that simple version and call that a view, but that, that doesn't store anything. That's like, it's a, a view into the data, but our queries, if, we, if we're querying a lot of data in the tables, we're still going to be querying a lot of data via the views. Whereas materialized views are... Yeah, uh, they, let's let's, let, let's, 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 let's rephrase about, uh, like, uh, we, the whole, whole this uh, area is based on the fact that any query returns kind of a table. Uh, what What is the table... It's a good question because, for example, in theory, all all rows in the relation, all all tuples in the relation should should be distinguishable. In Postgres, it's at, at like primary key is not required, so they can be not distinguishable. But if you also remember about hidden columns, uh, CTID, Xmax, Xmin, uh, we discussed a couple of times, they are distinguishable again, but result sets of queries don't have those invisible columns. So it's kind of a lot of nuances here, but in like in simplified point of view, any query returns a table, right? Which means we could substitute uh, some table in some query within our query and vice versa. We could take some subquery and say we can put a name for it and store it as another query and just use uh, uh, this alias here, right? And this is actually a view. And in Postgres, uh, views are implemented using a uh, rule system, which is very, very old thing. Uh, originally, Postgres and maybe Ingress had many decades ago. And this uh, is rule system allows users to define some rules saying what to do at planning stage, not an execution stage as triggers, but in pl at planning stage. So instead of this, do that. So we can say when you see select from view one, just do this subselect from there and then do what you want. And this, uh, this rule system uh, allows you to define uh, views. And also, good thing, by the way, it was my bachelor's thesis very long ago, updatable views. So you can even insert, if, if views are quite simple and Postgres can propagate change, so you can not only select from them, but you can insert to them, update, delete, and it will work. And by the way, some intermediate software like Postgres, and for example, if you're a Superbase user, you are using Postgres, it encourages you to define API using views, 
And it relies on the fact that you can change data, not only read data there. And it's quite interesting. This is views, right? Based on rule system, not approaching execution step of query execution, just doing everything on the planning stage, right? So quite, quite good, quite interesting. What's the main problem of views? Like dependency hell. If you need to change underlying table or underlying views, if you have hierarchy, multiple layers, you usually need to recreate your views. So it's quite can be painful, especially if uh, your system is under constant high load, like heavy load. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think the, the benefits of them are extremely different to the benefits of materialized. So do you want, um, Very different. Like, where, when do you see views used most often? Well, originally, I remember from my Bachelor of Pleasures, so like 20 plus years ago, originally idea, one of the key ideas is that uh, this is helpful to control access. So you can uh, restrict number of columns uh, you provide, you expose via views. You can also restrict number of rows. So you, you, you can do it in both dimensions of table, columns and rows. And then you can have very different, uh, you can provide, for example, writable access in view, but no direct access to table at all. And this is actually what Postgres is doing. They, yeah. You're supposed to have a separate schema and there you define define views. Nobody is working like users of your of your system don't work directly with table. They work it with it via views. It's helpful to manage access. Also, views are helpful sometimes just uh, short shortcuts like like alias for your queries. Why not? Yeah, usability, right? Better yeah. names, but that you can give objects different names. Um, to to make them, you know, if you if you regret a, uh, a name and don't want to actually do a big migration, I've seen it used for that as well. Right. But yeah, the main one seems they, to be security. They add complexity to system definitely, yeah. and especially if again if you have several layers of uh, views, so you will end up uh, dealing with like if your schema is changing often, you will ha you will notice overhead of maintaining your views constantly, but. What else? Like, where uh, are views helpful, actually? Reporting, like, you have reports, so you just store it, and, and that's it. But it doesn't help with speed, anyhow. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't store any statistics. It doesn't help you. You cannot create index on view, nothing like that, because it's very ephemeral. It's like just, uh, it's like just, a, just a query stored under some name, that's it. This is view. Can it ever hurt performance in terms of pushdown for, like, pred predicates mm. and things like that? I'm not so sure. Like in some cases, of course, uh, if you have a view, you have indirectly, you, you have less flexible ways to optimize your query. But like in most cases, Postgres Planner, it, it, it can choose what to do. Like there is this joint collapse and uh, another collapse. From collapse? Yeah, yeah from collapse setting. So mm -hmm. it can... It basically says that Postgres compares different paths easily and views are just, they are already substituted at optimization time. So it's just, they already, this query which defines the view, it's already there, right? So yeah. basically, I don't see big problem. Main problem only about maintenance of schema changes. For me, in my from my experience, I might be wrong, of course, as usual. Like my, my my experience is, it's it's not the only one, right? Yeah, get in touch if you've had other problems. Right. So materialized views, another idea. I would say it's opposite idea. Instead of just storing the view definition, let's store store the data and view definition as well, right? 
yeah, importantly, but it's so it's storing the data, and at the moment that's at a point in time. So when when the materialized view was created, so it's that query run at that time, so that and again let's probably want to c catch me before I go into the uh, benefits too quickly, but the idea is you can run an expensive like computation of data, or you can. You can do some work once and then read from it a lot of times instead of having to do that expensive work multiple times. Right. Actually, you can define trust view but don't have data in it originally. There is yeah. an additional comment of populate. Uh, What's the benefit of that? I couldn't work it out. Well, I don't know. Some cases, we can invent some cases uh, synthetically. <laughs> For example, you restore from, from dump and you don't need it yet. But you like you already restored your like uh, the original data. This because materialized view it's the data which is derived. You always can refresh it and have a up to date yeah. uh, version. So you restore from dump and you don't want to have it there yet somehow. Just to consider dump as already restored uh, fully because all original data already there. Yeah. So you can speed up your restore. Right, and later in, in separate step, it can be done using pgrestore, pg pgdump uh, pair of utilities, and pgrestore has dash uppercase and downcase L uh, pair of options. So one option provides the list of objects uh, the dump has, which if, if dump is in custom for, uh, directory format, and another option allows you to filter out everything you don't want or filter in what you want to restore. Yeah. So you can restore materialized view, but don't restore data and do it later separately. This is actually I did it, I, but I did it because uh, I had issues with, by the way, maybe it's still there. So if you have m multiple materialized views and also multiple layers of them, hierarchy hierarchy yeah right? in some cases restore doesn't work because uh, it doesn't know the order yeah <laughs> and it says uh, i cannot populate data yet for this materialized view because i depend on another materialized view it's 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 empty or maybe even not created at all i don't remember details there but so i remember i wrote a script with like infinite loop yeah. And if uh, refresh materialized view fails, it just ski skipped, and uh, another attempt is done later. So it was, okay. was brute force, uh, recursive uh, refresh of all materialized views to fill all layers of it. It worked very well. So materialized view stores data. I agree with you that it hel it's helpful to avoid, for example, uh, aggregates. One of examples, yeah. because we all know that counting is quite slow in uh, Postgres is a, a raw store, so it's not column store, unlike uh, some analytical database systems. And of course, if you have billion rows, count will be slow, even if you have index-only scan, it's, it will still be slow. So you can pre-calculate it for particular groups, for example, and have quite small materialized view, and or you can build uh, indexes on it, any custom indexes, right? Yeah, so this, I, don't this think, I think a lot of people don't realize that. It's really cool. Yeah, it's because it's a table, actually. I would like everyone to understand that instead of materialized view, you, you have very good, powerful tool in Postgres. Create table as select. Yes. It's considered as a one-time materialized view without refresh capability. It's the same. Right? Yes, but with refresh capability, I think it becomes even more powerful, right? Like, I, I would argue. Let's, like, I, I, I mean, I agree. In many cases, yeah. but in some cases I don't agree, and I will tell you why in a moment. Awesome. 
So create table as select gives you powerful ability to create some derived table based on several, one or several other tables or multiple views actually, and then create indexes and work with it. Very good for experimenting. It's also very good, and internally it's good. It doesn't spam the buffer pool. Yeah. Because uh, the ring is used there, so only a small, uh, small amount of buffers, uh, relatively small. I don't remember, always forget the size of it. But, uh, of course, uh, the operational system page cache it doesn't have knowledge what data you are getting from disk, so it will be spammed with this action. But the buffer pool will remain good. I mean, it, it won't evict useful buffers from your system, which is good. Creatable uh, uh, select. And uh, you can create indexes. And I would like to point to a very important thing I realized not very long ago. Very simple. I, I, I like to say silly things. By the way, I want to apologize for the last episode because I said inserts cannot be had, heap only tuples, and deletes cannot be had. Well, inserts uh, cannot be had. It's like doesn't make sense. But deletes, they even don't change indexes at all because indexes don't have visibility in four. So I, I, it was a wrong uh, idea to even to raise. De delete, as we also discussed, it just puts a value of transaction ID to X max in the heap, in, in table pages, and doesn't do anything with indexes at all. And, and so it cannot be hard because it's not needed to be hard at all. It's already hard, actually. <laughs> like new yeah. statement, deletes are always hard already because they don't change indexes. And of course, indexes uh, are changed later by, by vacuum activities, but it's asynchronously, which is good. So back to our topic, the idea that you can create table as select or create materialized view, which currently we can consider like quite kind of equivalence. Uh, we will see differences a little bit later. You can create indexes, and this is super cool because if join is involved, you cannot create an index on two tables at once. Index always belongs to some table. But sometimes, for example, you want to order by, by two values which are present in two different tables, or you want to order by and filter, and you could do it using single index scan, both order by limit and order by, and the where clause uses one column, order by and limit another column. We could combine it in an index, uh, like two-column index, for example. But we cannot because these columns are in different tables, right? So we cannot yeah. create an index for two tables. But when you join and create a create table as select and join, or you create materialized view, you finally can do can have this index, even if you don't do anything with data except just joining it. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, yeah, that's awesome. I, um, I've not seen anyone doing that. That's super, such a cool idea. Um, I think everyone doing it just implicitly. <laughs> oh, interesting. So the, so in fact, this actually takes us quite quickly to one of the downsides. Like that's, that's great, but you are, you, you do, you are, it's a, it's a minor downside, I guess, for most people, but that, that is taking up space on disk, in cache, well, in of caches, course, yeah. and things like that. It allows yeah. you to take space. And create table as select will, will, will take space, right? Yeah. So, so it's it's a minor downside for that benefit, but it's it's the reason why... But the speed benefit can be many, many orders of magnitude because when you avoid join and you ha can have single index scan and maybe even index only scan compared to two index scans in two different tables and then one of three algorithms to, to join it like it's very it's yeah. like game changer could be in terms of performance 
Yeah, right? I completely agree. The the right. other like let's I think while I'm talking about downsides, I'll, the main one before downsides, mean, just oh, emphasize yeah, on. like you can instead of putting query which will solve your like like you have some goal to do something with data, and you have a query you want to improve it with the speed of it and okay. I will basically what what is this create table select or create materialized view? It's kind of cache. Instead of yeah. considering it as a query cache, you could, uh, for example, uh, store more, have more indexes on this uh, derived table or materialized view, and uh, have more for future. You 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 can support more queries with this cache. Like cache, not the final result. Cache data, right? So. As we know, query cache is kind of, it's good until it's not, right? For example, MySQL removed query cache from Angel yeah. at some point. It feels like one of those things where there are use cases that it can hugely benefit. Like if your data is not changing much or if you have past data that um, it's you, okay. You, you're pushing us too, too fast to the main problem with this. Well, okay. Uh, which, which also one of two biggest problems in computer science, as we know, right? Cache and validation. Yeah. How to how to maintain the state of it? Not to, of course, uh, when we say create table select or we we say create materialized view and populate data there, of course, the data is, fro is frozen, right? Yeah, but I mean, like if we're talking about a like some people do have analytics databases from static data that isn't changing at all, and that for that there's doubt, no downside. Uh, well, maybe some cases, right? But uh, I, I mostly observe cases when people want to maintain the state of analytical database with very small lag. Yeah. Or even even they they want to have it in the same system, so in Postgres and so on, so like edge tap uh, approach. So. Hybrid, right? Hybrid uh, yeah. transaction. So yeah, the main problem is how to update it, and uh, what Postgres offers. If we forget about my idea of create table select, which I still think is quite good and uh, it can beat materialized view in some cases, I will explain why. Like I, I, I keep this uh, like intrigue uh, yeah. uh, state. So we ha can say uh, ref refresh materialized view, right? And important. Yeah. And importantly, I didn't realize this was added so early, but refresh materialized view concurrently as well. Right. What's the difference? differences one will lead to bloat another will will not right <laughs> um so the big the big difference and i so i looked like, it up the like developer's uh, point of view it's so good our our queries are working dba's point of view oh bloat in materialized use uh, who who knew it, it can happen as well <laughs> right. so if we refresh a materialized view without concurrently we block selects on the materialized view while it's refreshing right and that's offer like it bear in mind we're normally doing this on a slightly slow query because that's the the benefit of material it's like vacuum full basically right but yeah, yeah data will be fresh our goal is achieved yes so, but with concurrently it's like a i guess the equivalent would be a pg repack or something uh where, or, or create index concurrently or sorry re-index concurrently would be the equivalent so with concurrently, we don't block selects on the past state of the materialized view, and it replaces it once it's finished. Right. Is that but, is that right? Yeah, that's right. But uh, <laughs> the main point to remember here is that we can refresh it only fully, 
we cannot refresh part of it, unfortunately. Yeah. If if we use regular materialized view, like original Postgres provides, because uh, just refresh materialized view concurrently, that's it. There are no like options say that I know 90% of my data hasn't changed because it's like very old data, so I, I probably could do it much faster. So you refresh everything and it can take a lot of time, but concurrent selects are ha- working. It's good, but we accumulate bloat, of course. And indexes, if we, if we follow my approach, uh, let's not use materialized view. Let's, let's define materialized view with some underlying data, maybe raw data, and support more queries, more kinds of queries with it. It means that probably you have multiple indexes there. Oh, we forgot to say that for to support concurrent update, refresh, we need a, a unique index. Exactly. Right. On one so of the columns, right? At least one. one. Uh, so already one index is there. But if you follow my approach, uh, let's have raw data and uh, support more queries, you probably have uh, multiple indexes there and their health will degrade as well. So all problems we have with tables which are receive significant numbers of updates, deletes, we'll have this here as well, so repacking or something. And here, idea, like why just not to recreate it if we still need to populate full, it fully, right? Why? And maybe it's, it can be just recreate materialized view with under a different name and then quickly swap it in, in single transaction. Or just this create table as select. It's like if if it, if it's recreated every time we want to refresh. What's the point of having materialized view? Just maybe convenience because uh, definition of it uh, remembers the query, right? So it like uh, database system stores the definition. It, like it's better maybe. That's it. In some in some cases, I would like I would seriously consider recreation of it every time, just to not to deal with bloat uh, in data part of it and in indexes uh, we have on it, right? But of course, if we do it every minute, for example, I would check uh, the bloat of system catalogs as well because if you have a lot of DDLs, uh, you consider uh, consider DDL is very, very often thing to happen. Uh, you might end up having very bloated PG class uh, and so on. So it's also worth remembering and uh, PG Repack cannot uh, repack uh, system catalogs, so you need to, to do vacuum full. Uh, fortunately, it's very, usually very fast, but uh, you don't want to, to, to be it like uh, to have uh, 99% of bloat or something because it will affect basically all queries because planning will be slowed down and so on, like many things. So, bottom line refreshment size 2 is good, but it's very, very um, rough tool. One of our customers enjoyed using them until some point and then said it's like having a huge hammer and just applying it to very small things. Like it's very rough tool, very rough. So it saves you sometimes, but then like if, if you only small portions of your data is changing, maybe you will be not satisfied with, with this approach, refresh it fully always. And uh, uh, here also, like, by the way, could materialized you be updatable. Do you mean increment? Like, what do you mean? Updatable means like in the same, we discussed it for regular views, uh, you can insert to it. I don't don't see how that would make sense. Well, Um, well, it might, it might make sense at some point, but uh, maybe it's too like exotic. And I I suspect other systems have it, but I don't remember. Let's, let's keep it. Just a question to to know, uh, just entertaining question. But uh, as for 
the main topic, what would we need? We would need to be able to uh, update only parts of the materialized view. And uh, there is a big theory d described in, not big, but some theory in described in uh, wiki page, Postgres wiki page, and the discussion is happening already many, many years, maybe decades, at least one decade, I, I would say, to have incrementally maintained views, incrementally refreshed or maintained views. So we want uh, to avoid full refresh, right? We want to adjust only part of it. And I, I already brought this, that uh, materialized view, it's like create table select, but with rule system from views inherited, like we just remember yeah. this. You can use create table as select and then maintain the state using triggers or some other things and yeah. and have incrementally updated. If, if you understand the logic, probably it's a good way to go, right? Just to maintain from your application. The, the question to this approach will be, do you lose data? <laughs> and uh, do you slow down your writes on the, uh, the uh, baseline, um, base tables? Exactly, what are the, the trade-offs? Yeah. Um, yeah. it's, it's actually quite an interesting time to talk about, we could talk about the future and incrementally updating materialized views in Postgres, but I think it's also worth talking about a couple of existing tools and systems that have partially tackled it or tackled it for their own specific case. The reason, um, well, this was a requested topic, so thank you to uh, the person who requested it. But there was also an announcement, not in the Postgres space, but by a company called PlanetScale that we've talked about briefly here before, that announced a, a boost feature that that looks very similar to uh, materialized views, with, but with incremental updates yeah. and... Yeah. And boost is easy, easy to achieve if you had a join or multiple joins so with a lot of various kinds of index scans and then suddenly you have index only. I'm, I'm talking in Postgres terms. Yeah. Then suddenly you have single index scan, index only scan. Of course, uh, it will be like 10,000 speed improvement or 100,000 even sometimes. Yeah. So they definitely went for a clickbaity title on it, but it's it's kind of what people sometimes want, right? They've got a slow query yeah. and they you want, want a quick price. fix while yeah. they, yeah. I, I'm not um, concerned about the space, uh, additional, additional space usually, but sometimes exactly. I, I do. But uh, the price of maintenance, how maintenance are organized? Do yeah. we have bloat issues in Postgres if we do this? Yeah. So, the other, the other one I wanted to talk about as an existing, there's a well, um, timescale have their continuous aggregates feature as well, yeah. and uh, we don't need to discuss them in depth here. But there's a good blog post that they've done actually covering some of the topics we've just discussed about views, materialized views and continuous aggregates. And they have a solution that was, it's designed for time series workloads where you're probably not gonna have loads of data uh, in the past changing, but it can cope with that. And it's be, they're being improved. So that's an interesting take if you, if that's something you want and need uh, and you're okay with the trade-offs now it exists and it's kind of, it, it's, it's in this area topic of incrementally updating. If you're a timescale user, you should uh, go and check uh, continuous aggregates. 100%. Yeah. This is one of key features, I, I would say. I agree. But uh, there is also project, uh, and th there is there is discussion happening for year, almost four years already in, in hackers. Uh, unfortunately, it's, uh, I, I don't know details, but I just see it. In, uh, implementing incremental view maintenance uh, started in December 2018 from Yugo Nagata. And the, the same offer created uh, PG uh, IVM, 
pro- project uh, which yeah. is, uh, is it's an a, extension uh, extension yeah. okay open source extension it's quite good interesting work and this is attempt to follow this approach like let's have incremental updates automatic partial updates of you but as i understand like i have spent some time understanding how pg ivm works First of all, there are restrictions, of course, uh, on queries uh, that can be used for to define such views. And also, uh, as I understand, there are two approaches. Uh, first is synchronous propagation of data change, which will slow down our original insert or update or delete, right? But still, it's and, good. And it's, it's, it's good to think to have it automated. Yeah, I think of that as an immediately updating materialized view. So as right. soon as there's synchronously change, immediately, right? Yeah, it means that uh, at commit time, like we, our transactions which changed the original table will slow down, mm-hmm. of course. But it, it's good that uh, we don't need to write a trigger to 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 do it. And the second uh, way is to have refresh. I, I I didn't get it. Maybe like it's still full refresh. Like before or no? Like I didn't get this part. I think they use triggers. Right. Okay. So it's uh, if if I updated only one row out of billion, will uh, second option will propagate change in very fast compared to refresh materialized view? I didn't realize PGIVM had two options. I thought they might be talking more philosophically about there ah, being okay. two options, mm-hmm. and they. That, that was my understanding, but I definitely might have. There's a good video by Lucas Fittle on this as well. Yeah. We mentioned his channel last time. I'll, I'll link up that video. That's yeah. like a five-minute keep minute mentioning uh, this channel. And, and unlike uh, us, our podcast, it's only five minutes always. Very, very yeah. much faster. For, for those poor uh, dog owners who work with dogs <laughs> only five minutes. <laughs> yeah, maybe ones with little legs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So why I think, well, still, I, this is great, but two big questions to this direction as a whole. First, can we do it asynchronously, but like propagate it always, but asynchronously, like first option, but asynchronously. I don't want my original transaction to, to slow down. And second, uh, this is usually needed when we have a lot of data. And uh, when we have a lot of data, we always should use partitioning. I want my materialized view also partitioned, maybe, right? So what about this? Like, for example, we partitioned by months, and we have very, like, five years ago data, January five years ago, for example. It still can change, but so infrequently. So I would refresh it very less often, like, right? I don't want my my original tables be partitioned, but materialized view is a single thing. It means that uh, if I refresh it fully, it, it's very lo- uh, slow query and uh, it will affect vacuuming and will affect whole database leading to bloat in all tables. If I uh, update it partially, well, I'm fine actually, maybe fine to have. Well, uh, vacuum will also need to work here as well, right? And if it's a single huge table, all problems we have with huge tables which are not partitioned will hit this materialized view as well, even if we have partial incremental view maintenance. Yeah. So if I understand you, we're kind of talking about two extremes and like whether there's a middle ground. So there's the extreme of having to refresh everything each time, which we currently have in Postgres. There's the other extreme of a synchronous, immediate trigger, uh, trigger-based updates so that our, our materialized view is updated on each transaction, but that comes with 
right overhead is there a middle ground option where we can there is there is perfect solution it's not middle ground it's perfect solution perfect solution should uh, propagate data asynchronously not slowing down original transaction and not losing data with some yeah. small lag, uh, ideally also observable. So I would put this lag to some, I don't know, my monitoring. And second, the results should be partitioned. This is where you lost me a little bit. So my understanding of materialized views is normally that they're hugely smaller than the original data. So, I mean, how many, how big are these materialized views? I don't agree. About? I saw so okay. big materialized views. And uh, even if, like, again... The idea of big uh, result, big materialized view, comes from my idea, let's not uh, ah, yeah. create a materialized view for each query, let's create it for, like, to avoid joints, for example. Yeah. Right? And then run a lot of various queries on top of it. Quite a good idea. It's like denormalization, automated denormalization, basically. But even if people just f use it for a final query, just cache, cache the result of query, I still saw huge materialized views, huge. Interesting. It happens. Oh, great. Sounds good. And if, if it have it huge, it should be partitioned to, make, yeah, yeah. to, to benefit from it. But the main key, the key, I'd like, I would highlight the key point here. Postgres, unfortunately, doesn't have this, what Oracle has, uh, Pragma Autonomous, uh, the ability to initiate transaction which will be detached from a trigger, for example. So I want to to have insert, but a database will guarantee it will be finished, but I already, it will, it's not my problem already. I, I finish my transaction and another tra transaction is happening in different backend, for example. You can do it with DBLink or something, uh, emulate it, but it's like kind of, it looks not clean solution. And uh, like currently I see what, like ideal system, what I would build, I would use uh, tables. I would store definition, maybe not, not in Postgres, maybe inside. I would maybe partition the result, but first thing I would solve, of course, I would propagate changes in incremental, incremental, incremental fashion, not refreshing whole view. And by the way, there are articles explaining how to do it. And there are also tools for various languages which help you to do it. But what first thing I would do, I would propagate changes asynchronously through probably something like Kafka, I don't know. I can implement it in Postgres. But it requires additional knowledge. You need to know how to deal with bloat. It's kind of queue inside Postgres. It's maybe we should cover this topic separately. It's possible. But if, if it's in Kafka, it's also good. Or some other system which doesn't lose data, allows me to control the lag, and it just delivers uh, this uh, uh, signal of change uh, separately so I can update my target. And uh, the project, I, I sent you the link, this materialized company called Materialized. Yeah. They solve it uh, as a commercial solution. Uh, and as I understand, they, they use Kafka and Debezium. Everyone can do it. But main, maintaining Kafka it's, uh, requires additional efforts. So that's why maybe I would do it in Postgres itself. It depends on the system. If, it's, uh, if you have many, many databases, having Kafka as something like additional to Postgres, it, it, it would be justified. Right. But in this case, imagine like a, it's ideal world. The target is good. I mean, it's, it doesn't suffer from having huge uh, tables and very, uh, very long vacuuming. Indexes are usually smaller because it's partitioned. Index maintenance there can be applied in regular fashion. And changes are propagated atomically, like every small change is propagated, uh, guaranteed with small delay. And for example, if you have a lot of posts, comments like social media, or, for example, Twitter, 
there's Mastodon thing, this like people migrated, and it's, it's signing on Postgres as well, right? It is, yeah. We have tweets, for example, answers, replies, likes, everything. And we can have counters very, very, very good here, like using this approach. Like, so I wonder why we go, development goes this direction, which will not work well for very large volumes of data. Well, I, I see the use cases where it will be useful, this incremental view maintenance. But why these two big problems ignored? And first of all, this ab uh, ability to propagate uh, changes asynchronously. It's so, like, I think this problem should be solved first to allow people to define triggers which will be asynchronous, for example, or something. Yeah. Or maybe, uh, maybe it should be done outside of database. It's, it's not closed topic for me. I don't know the ideal answer here. Maybe Kafka should be here. Or maybe it should be done in Postgres. I don't know. Well, if anybody out there has done a lot of thinking and reading about this, let us know what, what your thoughts are. Also, I'm really grateful to the people that are working on this, on the PGI VM thing, because they are looking to contribute this to Postgres. They are looking to get it committed upstream. And I think that's a really nice use of the extension model where you write an extension as a proof of concept. But what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I, I, I don't want to like to discourage uh, and uh, to, just to criticize. I just see that problems uh, that should be solved also. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, I solved it a couple of times uh, in different uh, cases, uh, like not as, not as open source, just solved it. Uh, and uh, it was good. But maybe I, I remember also discuss, discussions uh, this implementing this autonomous, pragma autonomous in Postgres. Uh, unfortunately, also didn't finish. So post, like the, the need of it is there. Uh, incremental view maintenance prob probably will be good for mid-sized projects, but for larger scale, like uh, dozens of terabytes and uh, hundreds of thousands of transactions per second, multiple standby nodes and so on, we do need additional thing to, to be solved as well. I, I feel it. Like, and currently soluble with Kafka or something. Maybe it should be, maybe this things, like regular uh, discussion, should it be inside the engine or it should be outside? I don't have exact answer for this, but it's a super interesting topic. I think in general, in development of uh, materialized use can uh, be helpful for many, many, because uh, data volumes are growing and people want uh, aggregates run faster and so on and so on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. More and more products need to you know, have a dashboard, have some, you know, a lot of even transactional products are expected to do a little bit of analytics now as well, aren't they? So makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, actually, maybe it's not that bad if you like, I, I would, maybe I would right now consider PGI-VM uh, for a particular project. I would just measure benchmark uh, how uh, yeah. my writes will slow down because of this uh, synchronous propagation approach. Also, it requires an index, uh, right? So additional yeah. index. So, which also will slightly slow down our rights, but and if it's if it's acceptable and if it will remain acceptable acceptable in few years when my data volumes will grow, then I would just use it. Why not? And uh, it solves the problem of uh, this uh, like very rough approach. Like let's update as a whole. It, uh, updates only part of it. It's good. Yeah, right. keeps everything in Postgres at, right. at the start too. Well, good luck to them and thank you. Did we cover everything you wanted to hear? Yeah. 
Maybe some bottom line, uh, check benchmark and consider uh, it building your own solution based on just create table select, some triggers maybe, some maybe Kafka if you, or some asynchronous uh, queue mechanism you have already if, it, if, you, if, if it's reliable, of course. And you can propagate and support your own uh, data structures and queries maybe. While, like, I mean, if uh, existing solutions don't suit well for your needs, maybe you should. You just need to write your own thing. It's not that difficult, actually. You have rules, you have triggers, so just do it. Triggers, yeah, for sure. Triggers here, yeah, yeah. I think about triggers, but uh, synchronous nature would be good to have here. Yep, that's it. I, I would just to just to warn, like, refresh myself to you is good as like quick and dirty solution. It, it will be dirty because it, it will hurt uh, when data grows and everything grows and like it will be problematic for large volumes of data. Even concurrently. It, it can get people a long way, right? The, for, yeah. At the beginning. Well, yeah, I'm talking about, again, I'm talking about dozens of terabytes and uh, dozens or even hundreds of thousands of uh, transactions per second. It's like really, really, really big systems. And also materialized, materialized companies, they do interesting yeah. things. So it's, it's commercial, but interesting. And there, there is a talk, there are a couple of talks from them. I, I've checked them. Very interesting. Just to understand how it's implemented, how the vision and so on. Uh, let's also link the, their materials. Would they? Materials. Materialized materials. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, yeah, I hope a few people got some ideas of things they can use these for as well, even in the current state. And yeah, I look forward to speaking with you next week. Good. See you later. Bye. Bye.